Hey, we're going to have some fun tonight as people gather in. Who is um, from the south side of Richmond? Anybody from the south side? Woo, represent about north side of Richmond. That should be everybody else. How about if you're from the VCU area? Can you raise your hand? VCU area, just one. That's awesome. How about Mechanicsville? No Mechanicsville? Yell out what area of Richmond you are. All right, Chesterfield. South side, Chesterfield. I'm good with that. I'm from Chesterfield. I'm from Midlothian, representing Midlothian. How about everybody else? How about you guys? Where are you? Richmond area. Lynchburg area. Awesome. Got some Lynchburgers here. Sweet. Awesome. We're going to have a good time tonight. So um, my name is Jason Leaf. I am the... You know, official title, Associate Pastor of Harvest Mill Church. I help with uh, worship, pastoring, youth. Got some youth group guys here. Um, we got the cool rep t-shirts, you know, representing, you know. And, uh, so I do a bunch of stuff, and we have an awesome time. And um, we love doing nights like this. And personally, for me, this is awesome because these guys come from my my vein which is catch to fire ministries who's who's familiar with catch to fire ministries yes well catch to fire ministry is was birthed out of revival renewal revival out of toronto canada back in uh, the mid 90s the father's blessing was amazing the father heart of god with the renewal of the spirit and life to a lot of hurting people, uh, and it was amazing back in the 90s that overflows until now. I'm a product of one of those people that got mightily changed and wrecked what, with what the father did up in Toronto. You know, I'm from Texas originally, but then uh, when I would graduate high school back in 2000, I went up to school of ministry up in Toronto, Canada, and got wrecked even more so, and got to hang out there on staff for a little while and all this stuff. So. These guys, this Catch to Fire stream is like, you know, my, where I, you know, broke, what's the word, the, cut my teeth, there you go, that's the word. I cut my teeth in like just everything, revival, revival culture, Holy Spirit, power, the Father's love and sonship, and evangelism, some signs and wonders, intimacy with the Holy Spirit and the Father, and all that stuff. And so these guys really carry that well. And we got amazing speakers tonight. We got worship happening. It's going to be powerful. These guys, Max and Whitney. It's here from Max and Whitney and the team from Raleigh. We got a couple Harvest Renewal representing up there too, all right? And um, so we're excited about, man, what God's going to do tonight. So stand with me for a minute. And JT, come over here, my friend. JT is a guy that's just a leader of the pack, of the whole team, you know, helping us together. So I'm going to officially hand this over to JT. JT is going to lead a lot of stuff going on between, you know, what the Holy Spirit's doing in the room and all a bunch of stuff. So JT, so excited to have you, man. Bring it, dude. Thank you, Jason and Pastor Doug for having us back here again. Woo! This is, I think, our fifth time in Richmond in the last, like, year and a half. Uh, there's something going on in Richmond, man. The Spirit of God is just pouring out. And, you know, you leave and then you hear about this little revival meeting here and this little revival meeting here. So you guys, I don't know what you're doing, but you're becoming um, good carriers for His presence. You know, if Facebook is any indication of the move of God and you just see more and more stuff about Richmond and what's going on. So it's just 
personally exciting to be back here with you guys. Um, my name is JT. I, I'm the executive director of Kesha Fire USA, so I do events, conferences, mission trips all over the country and world. I travel all. And if you see me leave at like 9.30 tonight or ish, I'm groving three hours to another event that's already starting, and I'm finishing that off tomorrow. So it's not that I want to leave Richmond, but I just double booked a little bit, and I couldn't do anything about it. So why don't we just stick out our hands. If you've not been with a Catch the Fire event before, we want you to open up and express and worship however you feel. We've, uh, Jason took out a couple of rows up here up front, so if you like to dance and jump and sing and party, this is a big area up here for you to do that. If you like to lie on the floor and soak in his presence, that's okay. If you want to sit down in your chair, that's okay. It's how you want to worship, but we want to intentionally Make a place up here to worship Jesus tonight, amen? So let's just open up our hands and just go to a, just a posture of receiving. You know, like someone was going to give you a good gift right now. Well, the Holy Spirit is here and dwelling among us. During pre-service prayer and worship, we saw this fiery furnace of fire just start to blow in and start to go out the door and start to just light up BCU and just start to go all through this neighborhood. And so... The whirlwind of fire is just going to blow through this area. So why don't you just stand there and we just say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, fill us right now, Lord. Fill us more. As Bill Johnson likes to say, the Holy Spirit's in us for us and on us for others. So Lord, give us more of the Holy Spirit on us for others. And why not just in a prophetic act, why don't you just reach out to the person to the left or right of you and put your hand on their shoulder or back and just say, more, Lord. Just more, Lord. It's a simple prayer, but the Lord likes to answer it. Just say, more, Lord. So as we start to worship for the next 45 minutes or hour or however the Holy Spirit leads, we just want to make this a safe place to have fun and to worship however you like to worship. Amen? But feel free to come up front and have a great time if that's the way you want to worship. Max? Go ahead, guys. Let's go ahead. If you feel comfortable with it, let's just go ahead and just fill up this front row right here. All right, let's worship like a family. Hey, I recognize you from youth camp. How are you doing? So let's go ahead and just fill that up. This is a this is a this is a family night. We're gonna worship together and encounter Jesus together. So don't feel shy. If you wanna like just like JT said, you wanna run, dance, you wanna shake, you wanna lay on the floor. I've seen it all. It's not gonna bother me. I love it. In fact, it just makes you wanna worship harder. So. Uh, can we just put our hands up real quick? Everyone in this room, if you're open to it, just put your hands up real quick. And uh, Yeah. Here we are at the Lord. <laughs> Here we are, Daddy. Mm. Yeah, you can just begin to just feel the increase in the room right now as our hearts just lean towards Him. Uh, and just begin to begin just to sing out your own song. Just begin, if you have your if you have your prayer language, just sing in the spirit right now. Just lift it up right now. Let's just lean our hearts towards Him, that He would begin to open up our understanding to the fullness, <laughs> to the fullness. Yeah. Let's keep 
singing. Oh, <laughs> we're here for you, Lord. We're here for you, Lord. Oh, just come reveal yourself. Come reveal yourself. Daddy, 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 come reveal yourself. Oh, I know you move the sound of my voice, and I just ask right now, come and reveal yourself. I just want to challenge you right now just to keep your heart open, keep your mind open for revelations that you've never received before. Oh, for offensive revelation to some of your religion. Whew. That he's a good daddy. He's a good daddy. Oh, he's our father. And we're his children and he loves us. I don't care what you did before you came into this building. I don't care what you did. Oh, he wants to encounter you tonight. Oh, and he's just breaking off chains of shame. Oh, he's just breaking off condemnation right now. Just begin just to look at his face. Oh, and let all fear, let all fear just fade away tonight. Oh, increase, 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 increase. Increase, 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 increase right now, right now, there it is. Oh, la, 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 This is what worship looks like. 
receiving everything that he has for us. Oh, and then just begin just to kind of test it out. If your neck was hurting, shake it around. Oh, how much more harder are you going to worship when your neck is healed? Come on. If you feel like something, the Lord is doing something in your body, if you feel like pain is leaving, just shake your hand at me. Shake your hand at me. There we go. Come on. Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Keep coming. Keep coming. Woo. Hmm. All right, let's go. Let's do it.
chaos back into order Who makes the orphan a son and daughter The King of glory, the King above all kings Justice shines like the sun all of his brilliance. The King of Glory, the King of Love. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. May you would take my place. May you would bear my cross.
Overwhelm us with your love, Daddy. You overwhelm us with your love. Man. You overwhelm us with your goodness. Say 
searching for answers far and wide, but I know we're all searching for answers only Let's sing it again, love so, love so undeniable, I can hardly speak and peace so unexplainable, I can hardly think as you call me, deeper still and you call
Sing that with me. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. Come on. It's who I am. It's who I am. You're a good, good father. It's who you Dancing 
There's one thing I've learned and <clears throat> there's one thing I've learned in life with Jesus is, <sighs> oh, <man. laughs> it's that no matter how <sighs> Sheesh. come on that's good <sighs> yeah just bring your joy <laughs> increase that there's one thing I've learned that no matter how hard and how far I want to run away from the Lord oh Jesus is like a Jamaican sprinter, man. He will run you down every single time. Every single time. This dude's like, Usain Bolt's got nothing on this guy. Whew. Come on. I've tried running, you know. <laughs> a few years ago when things got really hard, you know, I tried. I tried. I tried running away from the Lord. You know, I tried to... I tried doing things my own way, you know? There was even a point in time when I, would, I looked up at the sky and I was like, God, I don't even know where you are anymore. Mm. Are you even real, Jesus, you know? My life looks so crazy, where are you, you know? Oh, man. Whoa. Man, he's so faithful, guys. Ah, he didn't just run me down, he tackled me, you know? And I don't care where you've been, I just wanna say something. I've done some screwed up crap in my life, you know? I've done some really jacked up stuff, and so have most of the people here on this stage. I guarantee you all the people on the stage have done, and I've seen some of it. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know that no matter where you are, no matter how far you've been running, oh, he's faithful. He's faithful to run you down. It says that, it says that, <laughs> shoot, your goodness and your mercy follow me all the days of my life. <laughs> so you literally, you are being chased down by goodness and mercy. And let me tell you something, there is nothing you can do to get away from this. Jesus is a Holy Ghost linebacker and he is going to run you down and he is going to smash every inhibition that you have, everything that you thought you knew about him, he is going to obliterate. Whoa. Some of you right now, you don't see Jesus as a good father. You say, you know what? If Jesus was such a good father, why did my dad leave me? If God is such a good father, why are my finances in turmoil? Let me tell you that he is getting ready right now 
if you let him, <laughs> if you would just slow down for a second and say, God, show me your goodness, then he is going to begin to allow his goodness and his mercy to overtake you. Oh, I've been a lot of places in my life. I've seen a lot of things. I've done a lot of dumb crap, but nothing can separate me from the love of God. This I know, that neither height nor depth nor anything in all creation can separate me from the love of God that I have in Christ Jesus. Woo! And I just break off shame right now. Some of you walked into this building. Some of you looked at pornography two hours ago and you came here. And I just want to let you know there is no shame. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And there is freedom in this place tonight because he is chasing you down. He is chasing you down with goodness and mercy. something I know I'm I keep talking but I just really feel <laughs> oh. there's freedom here tonight <laughs> there's freedom here tonight I just want to you know what it feels like you know what it feels like it feels like when in one day when I got delivered from 10 years of hardcore addiction <laughs> it feels it feels like the same freedom the feeling that I felt <laughs> is in this room tonight I just want to let you know I got delivered I just want to share my testimony real quick because I just want to stir up some faith in this room for you guys that are going through this and men especially women if this is for you cool but I'm gonna be vulnerable with you for a second and I don't care what you think about me because I know who I am in Christ <laughs> and I know that's not who I am anymore I struggle with 10 years let me tell you something I struggle with 10 years every single day from the time I was 14 to about 23 every single day online sex chatting online pornography just you name it every single day for 10 years because I was so broken and so lonely and didn't know who I was in Christ and I was a Christian I was going to church I was leading worship I was a pastor <laughs> And every single day I struggle with this. And let me tell you something, one, one day, okay, this almost ruined my relationship with my wife, okay? This is how cr crazy and serious this thing had a hold on me. It was just, it was bondage. And in one day, I just want to let you guys know how gracious God is. I've been telling you, in one day, one day, something that had such a grip on me, something that I had struggled with, I got, you know, I would need to let you know that there was a point in time in my life when I, I had tried to kill myself because of how much I hated myself. And when one day, one day, the Lord delivered me from all of it, he, you know what he said? He said, Max, I've always seen you as pure. I have always seen you as holy, not because of what you did, not because of what you can do, but because of what my son's blood did. 
Let me tell you something. From that day forward, I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking right now. God is my witness. My wife is my witness, okay? She was with me through it all and loved me through it. And one day, I went, and I, I went from that place, and I've never gone back once. Let me tell you something. God doesn't just want to give you freedom for a week. God wants to give you freedom for a lifetime. I have never been tempted. Let me tell you something. I have never been tempted to go back to that place ever again. Never again. I'm serious. You know, we talk about how like sins is the one thing we have to struggle with our whole life and we have to get caught in the sin cycle and do these things over and over again. That is not your portion as a child of God. And tonight, God wants to give you the same freedom that he gave me to where you can completely 180, turn your back on whatever that is. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if it's drugs, sex, alcohol, whatever. And you can turn your back on that thing and you can walk away from it completely, completely. There's that freedom in this room tonight. Tonight, I can feel it because I've experienced it. I am a living, <laughs> I am a living product of this thing, of this thing called grace. And it's grace that is not an excuse to go in sin, but it is the power, it is the power to completely set you free from it. I'm telling you tonight, so if you have addiction in your life, if you have struggles in your life, I want you to lift your hands to the Lord right now. I just want to pray this over you. And then JT, if you want to come up, go for it. Um, lift your hands up. If you want freedom, don't be ashamed. If you want freedom, I'm just telling you, just lift your hands up, come and kneel, whatever you want to do. Father, I just thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you, Father, that you created them to live in absolute Holy Spirit freedom. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Daddy, that you created them to be free. Father, that they no longer have a, I, they no longer have to identify with sin. In Jesus' name, that they no longer have to identify with the old man. But I thank you, Father, that they have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer they that live, but Christ that lives in them. Oh, and I thank you, Father, Lord, that they are no longer going to be slaves to the flesh, but they are going to be slaves of righteousness. In Jesus' name, that they will be walking away from this thing, and they cannot help but do good. They cannot help but be free, because it is the very, uh, <laughs> it's the very identity that's so true. Thank you, Jesus. That is your identity. That is your identity. You're free. You're a son of God. You're a daughter of God, the Most High. Yeah. So let's just sing that one more time. No matter where I go, sing it out. No matter where I go, come on. I can outrun your love. There is no pit too deep where your love won't reach. Sing that again, no matter. No matter where I go, come on, Jesus. I can outrun your love, your freedom. Yeah. There is no pit too deep where your love won't reach. Yeah, one more time. No matter There is no pit too deep where 
something on that that the Lord wants to continue bringing us greater freedom from things that want to hold us back for some of us it's just our mindset that, that Christianity is something about going to a building on a, on a specific day but Jesus came and died give us so much more that it's not about not going to hell but it's about having heaven invade earth and in pre-service prayer we were soaking and meditating and I really feel that the Lord also wants to bring a certain level of freedom as Max was saying from things that have held us back and I specifically got the word brokenness and a feeling of lost and abandoned wants to break through like those chains that have held us where we felt lost, abandoned, where we've been struggling with those things. He came for all of it. Every addiction you've struggled with, every mental thought that you had that wasn't your thought. He's come to help bring that in line with the mind of Christ. He came to be our sozo, our healer. That doesn't just mean the physical healing, but it also means the emotional healing. So right now, unashamedly, if you need some form of emotional breakthrough in your life, and I mean that you want a radical joy that just you can't explain, that when you walk into Starbucks, people say, whatever she's having, whatever he's having, I need to have it. And that's before you got through the line of the double espresso. I mean, if that's you, if there's something right now, and I don't mean physical pain, I mean emotional pain hurts, but I mean something that's going on, whether you've had a broken heart, whether you felt abandoned, rejected, that there's some grief or sadness, the Lord wants to come and be your sozo. He wants to come and be your healer. So we want to make a place for that right now that's you, just unashamedly wave your hands in here. Just raise your hand up a little bit. Okay? If you brothers and sisters are around someone that doesn't have their hand up, I want you to just go and put your hand on their shoulder right now. And it says where two or three are gathered. Right? So we just want to come. And I don't want you to interview them because that's between them and the Lord. I just want you to say more, Lord. I'm breathing and believing for your miracle right now that Jesus is your sozo, that Jesus is your healer. He's going to bring joy for sadness, beauty for ashes. What you've been carrying in your heart, what you've been struggling with, he says, give it to me, my son. Give it to me, my daughter. Just right now, in your mind's eye, envision that you're walking up to the cross. And you're taking that emotional pain, you're taking that stuff that you've been struggling with, and right now you just want to leave it at the foot of the altar. He came for that. That you could have freedom. And a supernatural joy. Ah! That passes all understanding. Oh. Shabbat. So we say more, Lord. More, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, and wash the sadness away. 
literally I see this river just coming through right now. It's like washing and it's just, it's carrying all that sadness, all that grief, all that rejection, all that abandonment. It's just coming, whoosh, and it's going out the back. And it's not going to be picked up by the people in the streets. It's just going to be gone. So we say all sadness, leave this house right now in Jesus' mighty name. All brokenheartedness, all abandonment, be gone right now in Jesus' mighty name. We ask for your joy. Whoa, right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Whoa. I think the Lord also wants to work on some physical healing tonight. We love it when He comes and ministers emotional healing. We honor Sozo and RTF and Restoring the Foundation, all of those amazing ministries that come and bring emotional healing. We honor them. We believe in them. The leadership of our church goes to them on a regular basis. But one thing I found is a five-minute encounter with Jesus. Five-minute encounter with the Father. Five-minute encounter with the Holy Spirit can do a whole lot of good. And it's no dishonor to those because we still embrace those. But let the Father start a great work right now. Let him start a great work. And if something is coming up and you, you feel that you need to talk to someone, my team will be here. Jason will be here. There's other pastors here. Pastor Doug is here. If you need to have some additional talk after that, feel free to process more. But let's believe and stand in agreement right now and say yes and amen to your joy, to your peace. Amen? Come on! And I really, I really believe that Jesus is our sozo. He is our healer. It says he came to heal all sickness, all disease. There's not much left out of all. It says he came to all towns, all countries, all places. That means that it doesn't matter if you're in Richmond, Toronto, Raleigh, Timbuktu, Syria, Iran, Iraq, all places, all disease, all sickness. So right now, if you have a physical illness right now, something that is bothering you, would you just raise your hand if there's something going on right now in your body? And what we want to do is the Holy Spirit, when you gave your life to the Lord and the Holy Spirit and you became one and you became one with Jesus, that means the creator of the universe is in you. When you lay your hand out, that's the Father and the Son laying their hand out. So right now, if you have a physical sickness, I just want you to raise your hand, and I want the brothers and sisters to go around, just like we did for the emotional pain. I'm gonna teach you a really quick prayer. I just want you to ask them, what's the pain? What's going on? Okay, and then after that, I want you just, if the pain is in an appropriate place, you can place your hand. Just place your hand on there and just say, Kingdom of God, come. Your will be done right now in Jesus' mighty name. All sickness leave that body. And I feel, and I felt during pre-service prayer that there was a specific healing for right shoulder and neck back pain, kind of in this general area that the Lord wanted to come and minister healing to a right-sided kind of shoulder, middle, back pain. If that's you, right now in Jesus' mighty name. I felt also that there was some jaw pain. 
something with someone's jaw that there was a something going on with the jaw I did not get left or right if there's something going on with the jaw that the Lord wanted to come and heal a jaw right now and then I also got wrist pain if there is someone that's struggling with some form of um, I don't know if it's carpal tunnel a sprained wrist or something right now I feel the Lord wants to come so if any of you is that any of you that had the right back pain right now if that was you raise your hand right back pain anyone have some right back pain okay I saw this lady down front right now with the jaw right here and you have some wrist pain so if someone could come and ground and grab gather around my friend right here all right so ask them how are they doing if you pray for it just say kingdom of God come your heavenly father your will be done right now in Jesus name just lay your hand on that wrist say all sickness be gone right now in Jesus mighty name and then ask him to check it how are they doing is there any improvement you know a five percent improvement is the kingdom because we can't do that on our own so knees poop right now be healed in Jesus mighty name how is your your wrist no problems Come, yeah? Come on up here. What's your first name? Yeah. What's going on with your wrist? Well, when I play basketball, it kind of hurt. Like, my wrist. Oh, more Mike. My wrist was hurting when I was playing basketball, and, yeah. I, and now it feels fine. It feels completely fine. That lady prayed for you. Come on. Thank you. Woo! All right. So there's healing in the room right now. You want to just say... Kingdom of God, come. Kingdom of God, come. Release healing right now. We release for healing right now. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Whoa. Did anyone else get uh, a measure of healing? My back. Right behind you. Oh. Well. <laughs> Amen. Come on. Whoa. You had the jaw. How's it feeling? Better, but not 100% yet? Well, we're just going to say, how about you outstretch your hands? Everybody in the room, just outstretch. What's your first name, ma'am? Ashley, just outstretch your hands towards her. Say, kingdom of God, come right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Complete healing to that jaw. <laughs> right now. More, Lord. More, more, more. Whether it's TMJ or Lockjaw or whatever else, be gone right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Complete healing right now. Come on up here. Well, it doesn't click sounds good, so what was going on? Um, In rugby, it was like last year, um, somebody hit me really hard in the jaw and it kind of just locked up. And ever since then, it's always been clicking and stuff. And it gets sore from time to time, but it's not doing that weird loud clicking so that's good so has it been so has it been doing the clicking like pretty much on Every time I go it'll just click top for the last year or so it's been doing that and it's not doing that now come on all right who had some level of healing but not quite a hundred percent they felt something going on did anyone else have something going on I see a hand in the back you had something going on, but not 100%. If you still need healing, you had some measure, I just want you to come up front right now. Just come up front right now. And just stand right here. 
the Lord is up to something tonight. Two healings already. Come on. We're going to believe that the Lord is going to press in and he wants to continue what he's doing. The Father wants to give good gifts. And what a better gift than health uh, right now in Jesus' name. You know, Jesus came to take away death, right? And what is sickness but death that slowed down? So let's just say sickness be gone in the mighty name of Jesus, okay? We don't have a ministry team specifically right now, so um, if you feel weak in the knees, I would just ask that you kind of go down right now. We don't have any catchers, and this carpet is a little thin. I don't know what the Holy Spirit's going to do, but I'm just pre-warning you right now that we don't have that. So right now, we're just going to say right now, as Michael starts to go down the line, we're just going to say, if there's anyone on Jason's uh, prayer team or ministry team that's here, Holly, if you want to come up here, if you're not receiving, if you just want to start going down the lane, if you're up here on the carpet, I'm going to assume you need prayer. Is everybody up here that's needing healing right now? <laughs> All right. So we're just going to keep going and just say, kingdom of God, come right now. And they're not long prayers because God, like Max, 10 years of addiction, 10 years in one day it was taken care of. So we're going to believe right now that the mighty Father is going to come and say all sickness right now from this side to that side all sickness be gone right now in Jesus name all knee pain right now in Jesus mighty name knee pain be gone be loosed right now in Jesus name and I want you to just start checking it because there's a river of flowing healing anointing right now that the Father is just washing over us washing over us and say all sickness right now be gone be loose boom 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 in Jesus' mighty name, be gone, be gone, all sickness, be gone right now, be gone, oh, be gone right now in Jesus' mighty name. Kingdom of God, come, 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 more, 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 all shoulder, back, all that be gone right now in Jesus' name. Loose it up right now, that imminent, that damage to the rotator cuff right now, be restored right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Father, come, come, bless, release, 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 release. Release, 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 more, 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 more. Sha! Release, complete, 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 complete healing, complete healing. Complete, 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 complete. that my neck got loosened up so a lot of times when I feel something like that it's the father giving me a sign of what's going on so if you've had some neck issues maybe check your neck a little bit start to check it and see how your neck is feeling ah. oh how's your shoulder get a little bit better more Holy Spirit WG, WD 40 right now loose right now loose that shoulder right now in Jesus name
Father, we thank you so much for the mighty, mighty work. As I was walking, I heard testimony after testimony of God's goodness. In our weakness, he is strong. I'm so excited to see so many people that just had encounters with Jesus, that he came and he touched them and he wanted to say, I love you, my son and daughter. In you, I'm well pleased. In you, I'm well pleased. I just see the Father right now saying that over you. My son, my daughter, in you, I am well pleased. When I see you, I see what I've created. You are made in my likeness. You are made in my image. And I'm sorry what you see in the mirror, but that's not the truth. The truth is I've created you in my image. You are beautiful. You are glorious. And I love you. So just receive the love of the Father. Maybe for the first time, as he says it, just envision his fiery eyes of love looking at you. And as he says, my son, my daughter, I love you. I'm so proud of you. I chose you before the beginning of time. I knitted you together. I know every hair on your head. And you're beautiful. You're wonderful. sense that there's some people that have been um, longing on your heart, someone that's, that's not here tonight, maybe that's a family member, uh, a prodigal, a, a son, a daughter, an aunt, an uncle, somebody that you're just, you're crying out. <clears throat> I think there's aspects of physical healing that you're crying out, but there's also a waywardness, a, 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 that they've lost the way, and that you want to just bring them back into the sheepfold, if that makes sense. So let's just all stand in agreement. And say, Father God, bring the prodigals home. Reveal yourself to them right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Yes and amen. Come on, that's good. Well, if you want to try to find a seat, whether that's on the floor or in a chair, that's up to you. We roll in lots of different ways. Uh, Max and Whitney and Trey and Scott and Andrew and John and I'm just, Liz, I'm blanking. Uh, <clears throat> these two are from Harvest Renewal, John and Liz, so thank you so much for stepping in at the, well, just stepping into a new band and going for it, so thank you. Max, that was just awesome. You guys ushered in the kingdom. Weren't they awesome? Well, I, uh, that was just awesome. And I heard another testimony of another girl that her jaw was locked up for a long time and she started to be able to open it. So that is just amazing that the Lord is starting to do some amazing things and some folks were getting some shoulders healed and some other stuff. And, and the reality is many of you <clears throat> released that. 
over your brothers and sisters. That same Holy Spirit that was here tonight that allowed you to partner with them for healing goes home with you. You don't check it at the door when you leave the church building. Right? So when you go home and your son, your daughter, your aunt, your uncle has a headache or something like that, you say, you know what? Can I pray for you? Can I minister to you? Is that all right? Jesus wants to take that. Now, it's not that we don't believe in aspirin or that we don't believe in ibuprofen, but why don't you start first with the Holy Spirit? Right? Start first with that. I've seen some pretty cool stuff over the years. <clears throat> Whoa. Sometimes when I get amped up, the voice goes a little bit, so... <clears throat> A little, little, little scratchy, but that's okay. Oh, man, I don't want to take too much time, um, but I do just want <clears throat> part of what uh, I get to do is travel around the country and world doing big events, small events, kind of different events, uh, coming to local church like this, hosting, you know, where we rent out a facility or whatever, and it's just a lot of fun to come and partner with people. And, and really, we just want to see the kingdom released all over the place. And... Um, you know, I was a trial attorney, a medical malpractice defense attorney, defended doctors in the state of North Carolina that got sued for malpractice, and did that for eight years, and the father got a hold of me and turned my life upside down, uh, radically changed my life, how I saw the world, how I saw my life, and, and I was given an opportunity two years ago to give up the full-time practice of law and to do ministry full-time, so I'm uh, general counsel for the ministry, I speak, I teach, I, I do all these different things, and... Um, but the thing that I enjoy the most is releasing the kingdom. Because for the longest time I got saved in college and I thought that's what it was about. That I wasn't going to hell anymore and yay, I got my fire insurance. Right? And all of a sudden I got introduced to the revelation that there's a whole lot more than not going to hell. And it changed my life. It made me a better father. It made me a better husband. And I just, I'm like, I get to now partner with ministries all over the place going for it. You know? And so... Part of the thing that we're doing with these consuming fire nights is we're going up and down the East Coast uh, right now. We'll see how it goes from there. And we're just going to towns where there's youth groups, where we have relationships. And we just want people to realize who they are in Christ. You know what I mean? So like uh, Jason came with us uh, with Catch the Fire with our youth uh, camp this summer. He's been to a couple of our conferences. I'm like, hey, let's come and do it. He's like, yeah, let's do it, man. You know, and we're right on VCU campus, so that's awesome. You know, and to see the generation... The reality is, you know, Bob Jones' word about the billion-soul harvest, really seeing that that is a, a youth and young adult harvest. And someone recently told me <clears throat> at an event, I was in Columbia, I believe, and they said, that statistically, they've proven that never before in the history of mankind and never again will there be statistically the ability for that generation, the youth and young adult generation, for a billion souls to get saved. It's just mathematically, now is the time. So part of the reason it's exciting to come here is that you get to preach and look out. There's VCU, right? That there's youth and young adult. And so that they, that they take the fire and say, you know what? There's more to life than this. And so we're traveling all over doing these, um, these weekend events. And we've got a big one coming up. I'm super excited. Last year we had um, unprecedented holy chaos at, uh, at our youth and young adult conference in Raleigh, North Carolina. Most of the team is based in Raleigh, North Carolina, and um, we had a youth um, event last year, and um, how many of you know what a fire tunnel is? Have you ever heard of a fire tunnel? So on the Friday night, we had about 750 people doing two different fire tunnels <coughs> in, our, in our facility, and um, I mean, people just going through the fire, I mean, it was mass chaos, but people 
had incredible encounters. They went to heaven. They had their entire body healed from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. One guy had new arches grown up. Not a single person prayed for him. Just going through the fire tunnel, he got wrecked, right? And so, and people, you know, that came from different youth groups, they came back and they lit their little youth group up on fire, right? And it's no disrespect for what the youth group's doing, but after you come back and you saw someone's arch grow, if you've not seen that before, you have a new level of faith, right? The first time you pray for a headache, you now have a new level of faith for headaches. The first time you see back pain healed, new level. Then it goes and goes. And then the first time you see a blind eye, right? The first time you see someone get out of a wheelchair. So it's like wherever you are, we can always go further. We can always be pushing a little bit further, you know? So now you've seen 10 blind eyes. Well, let's go for 20, right? Or like when we were in Kenya, we started to see an eyeball grow back. There wasn't an eye, and it started to grow back. That's awesome. And it was, it was uh, they literally started to grow back. We left before it completed. But that same trip a year before had seen an eye literally grow out, you know? There's just this, there's this greaterness of God that was waiting for us to be explored and released. And, and people are waiting for it and hungry, you know? So anyway, um, this New Year's Eve, December 31st, January 1st and 2nd, we're having our Youth and Young Adult Conference, and we say young at heart as well. So if you really are open to that, I just, as a fair warning, last year the event sold out and we took all the chairs out of the building, so most of the people sat on the floor. So it is a Youth and Young Adult Conference, but if you're young at heart and you just want to come and and there may or may not be a chair, um, just wanted to warn you about that. But this year, we um, on New Year's Eve, we're going to be having... Um, Banning Leapshire from Jesus Culture. Have you heard of Banning or Jesus Culture? <clears throat> he um, started a church a year and a half ago after the incredible success of Jesus Culture. And their first weekend, they had 1,500 people at a new church plant, which is a unique situation when you're a new church and trying to figure out how to deal with 1,500 people. Uh, but travels primarily with the, the uh, Jesus Culture, the music of Jesus Culture, Misty Edwards and all of them. Uh, and then Jonathan and David, Melissa Helser, are you familiar with them? So we're starting the conference a little bit later on Friday night. We're starting at 8.30 because then we're going to have worship, preach, and then we're going to get Jonathan and David and the band up again, and we're going to worship into the new year. So it's going to be awesome. Um, And then we have um, Max and Whitney who are here. They're going to be back with us worshiping in addition to um, Jonathan Melissa Helser. Nico Peel, uh, a gentleman that's really heavily involved in the college movement from colleges that are just on fire for the Lord from Maine down to Miami and this huge uh, movement. Um, Aaron and Jess Nineveh, our youth pastors, will be there and a lady by the name of Fatine Graseshki. So it's going to be a good time. So I have little, um, if you are interested in a little postcard, what we really want to do, we're trying to find partners to A, come and attend and be a part of it, but also prayer partners. That it will just, if you're willing to put this on your refrigerator or something, and just pray for the youth and young adult that are going to come there, that you'll just be like, you know what, I want to intercede, I want to bless, I just want to stir up that level of faith. So if that is something that's on your heart, or if you just say, hey, someone in my, my, my hall, you know, uh, needs to, so if you, you don't have to take one, no compulsion, but if you're interested, just take one down, pass it around as they say, um, and uh, if you're interested, and then, or just sharing that, that would be awesome. Um, <sighs> This is the toughest job in ministry, transitioning from that into, into sharing. Because, you know, my, I just want to stay there all night, you know what I mean? And it would just be amazing. But I want to 
Um, we have a very uh, special friend uh, of, of ours. Uh, Michael is going to share here in a minute. Um, but while we're passing out those cards, I'm going to get Jason back up to share a few words. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, seriously, the hardest job. So um, we're having a little bathroom issues tonight. No joke. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're going to have to arrange if you need to use the restroom to maybe go to our office because Miss Faith, Miss Amazing, the beautiful, the awesome Miss Faith will help you out. <laughs> but we might have to take you to the office because, you know, when God starts doing stuff, crazy things start happening, you know? This week, and I'll have two computers stolen out of my house, and now the bathrooms are going crazy. You know, I just think it's a recipe for God's going to do something awesome tonight. Right now, he's already been doing it. I just want to give kudos to Max, me and Max being vulnerable, sharing his heart and his testimony. You know, that's awesome. You know, for you and I, you got to know that You've got to get vulnerable to go deep in freedom. Yeah. To enter into the deeper levels of freedom, you got to get real. You got to lay down the masks, the facades, whatever else, and di- dive deep into the realness. Because the Father really knows our mess. We don't have to hide it because He knows it, right? And He loves us extravagantly, extravagantly loves us, furiously loves us even though we're in a mess. And he, but he's the key, the doorway into freedom, into life and life to the fullness. So I just want to let you guys know, you know, that freedom that Max has and that we entered into in worship, that's just not just a one-time experience. That's a lifestyle of freedom that we can walk in and enter into every day and through the rest of the tonight. So anyways, I'm supposed to be up here giving the offering talk. So that's good. So this freedom, you know, we all have the opportunity to sow into that freedom for others, for ourselves. You know, I just love Catch the Fire. You know, Catch the Fire comes up here. JT calls me. Hey, Jason, you know, we would love to come up and do a Catch the Fire Consuming Fire Night. Do you guys want to host that? You know, I'm like, do I have to pray about that? Absolutely. I mean, what are you talking about? And these guys, you know, they're coming up here. You know, they, and JT didn't say on the phone, hey, by the way, that's going to, you know, can you cover our gas? Can you give an honorarium? Can you do all He didn't say any of that. We just, we just want to come up here and give away this message that we have, the fire that we have, that for, you know, free. You know, we'll just come and spread it out there. You know, I'm like, that's awesome. We're going to at least buy you dinner, at least, or something, you know, like, and so, and these guys literally have come really at a lot of their own expense. And so we have an opportunity tonight, right now, you come to give back to these guys. Say, hey, not just, hey, thank you, pat on the back for coming, but hey, we want to sow resources. God, the Father, that's such a good, good Father, supplies awesome resources and infinite resources that he gives to us. And so that we have opportunities, it's choices, to say, hey, dude, I want to sow into this, sow into that. And I'm going to tell you, Catch the Fire Ministries, what these guys carry is good soil. Good soil to sow into. You know, real, for real, I'm a product of what the Father has done through Catch the Fire. And, and these guys are awesome, what they're doing. So we are going to take up an offering just to bless these guys as a team. To bless them, send them off, and say, hey, we not just had a great night, 
but we sow into it that these things can keep going, that they can go on to different other towns, other cities to do this, and for the conference coming up at the end of the year, because a group of us is going down to the conference. Um, you know, I lead the youth ministry here at um, Harvest Knoll Church, and I've, we went last year to the conference. The conference was rocking awesome. We had an awesome time from, like, people, first-time salvations or first-time being, um, being slain in the Spirit, having the Holy Spirit, words of knowledge coming to us for the first time ever this conference. We went out into the malls and did a treasure hunt together, which is awesome. Have you been to treasure hunts? Anybody done treasure hunts? Treasure hunts. That's like Holy Spirit, like, fun re- evangelism. It's like you get the Holy Spirit loves to talk to us if we just listen. And he gives us impressions in whatever about, you know, I just have this feeling there's a person with red hat on. And my friend is feeling Starbucks. Well, okay, there's a Starbucks over here. And let's go see if there's anybody with a red hat. And you go there, and there's a red hat person at Starbucks. And you go and say, hey, Father really likes you for some reason. You know, he put your hat on our heart, you know. And, and you say, hey, you know, like, is there anything I can pray for you about? And then they're like, yeah. <laughs> and then you just start praying for them, and they're just so blessed, and you know, whatever. And the Holy Spirit does this stuff, you know. And it's just so much fun. So anyways, at this conference, it's awesome. We're going again. A group of us is going. And if you want to go with me and my crew, just let me know. Come talk to me so we'll kind of hook up together or get your own group together and go. And we'll go together and, hey, represent Virginia down here, you know. It'd be awesome. So it'd be good times. So, um, but yeah, I invite you, listen to Holy Spirit, and that you can sow into these guys, sow into this team. If you want to write a check, you write the check out to Catch the Fire USA. It's already put CTF, CTF USA on there. Um, if you want to give a cash or if you have a credit card, you want to do that. We have envelopes, these guys. These are some of my youth group crew right here, man. They're helping out tonight. They, um, they have card uh, envelopes that you can put your card on there, or if you want cash, you can put your cash in there for a tax receipt, and they'll send you a tax receipt at the end of the year. So, um, so when we, after I pray, these guys can give you those envelopes if you need an envelope. Does that make sense? We get that. Cool. Well, let's pray together and see how God does moves on our hearts. And remember, the bigger number that comes to your mind is always Holy Spirit. You know, just saying every time. He's abundant. You can't outgive God. I'm just telling you right now. You can't outgive him. So, Holy Spirit, we just love you. We, we are just so in love with you. Where would we be without you? The life that you give, we're so grateful. Father, your heart for us is so amazing. And Jesus, the true son, the true amazing heir that you have come, made a way for us to be heirs and sons in the house too. You're so amazing. And we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for the Catch the Fire team. We thank you for what you're doing in our midst. And Father, we want to give and sow into your kingdom tonight. We're sowing into what you're doing, Father, through, the, through this message of the Father's love, through the ignited hearts being on, truly on fire for you every day, living it out and giving it away. 
So God, we sow into this financially. We sow into it and say, God, yes, let it go forth with power and greatness and transform me, transform my family, transform my kids, transform my neighborhoods. Just bring forth more of this goodness and this fire of your love to the city, to the nations of the world, God. We just thank you, Holy Spirit, and say, keep on coming. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the baskets are going to go around. Again, there's envelopes if you need them. And just let these awesome, beautiful people know, and they'll let you know. But for no further ado, spare no expense. Well, I was in, I was in Catch the Fire Raleigh in September, and I was at the conference Consumed by Love, and amazing conference. My wife and I got away. Just me, my wife, my kids were off with in-laws. Just awesome. You know, and we had time. Freedom. We get to soak longer. We get to whatever, you know, whatever we want to do. Um, but we went to the conference. It was an awesome conference. And then almost one of the sessions, this crazy guy with an accent gets up. And we're like, whoa, who's, there's something on this guy. You know, there's really like some depth, something there. Not that there's not another MCs there. But there's this other, this one session in the conference I remember um, I'm talking about Mike here. Mike, he's about to give the word tonight. He'd bring something. I was just like, wow, this guy is really carrying something of the Father's heart and just the, the, the prophetic and the Holy Spirit. And so I'm excited that you guys get to encounter this guy tonight. It's going to be super awesome. Uh, Mike Finnan. Mike Finnan from Britain. Amazing. Britain, Britannia. I've been there. I lived there for a year. Just that alone makes it awesome, you know. So, so anyway, for no further ado, spare no expense, Mike. Mike, yes. Thank you, Jesus. M Mike is on staff at Catch the Fire Raleigh. He, he's been through Iris Ministries. He's been to the Catch the Fire Revival, uh, School of Revival School there. He's now on staff there helping with the school. He's carrying amazing messages inside this man. So can you stretch out your hands and, and just pray for this guy? Lay the Holy Spirit bombs on him. Release the kingdom, the Holy Spirit. God, we just thank you for Mike. We just thank you for the message on this man. We thank you for the message on this son. We say we receive it tonight with great wonder and great authority that would come forth. Truly let the word of the Lord run swiftly and glorify your son Jesus through this man. That he released the words that, that awaken hearts to the kingdom and to your heart and to your beauty, Lord. Now turn that hand and pray for who needs the most on yourself. Say, come Holy Spirit, fill me. In Jesus' name. We on? You can hear me? Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Folks, there's a spirit of breakthrough here tonight. And um, it's unusual. Um, it's, I believe, God's taken us to the next level. Max, that was absolutely phenomenal. Um, God is setting people free. He has set people free. He will continue to set people free throughout the night, not just tonight, but tomorrow, the weeks to come, the months to come. I believe something significant's taken place tonight. Um, that spirit of breakthrough um, will remain. And I'm eager to get back into it. More ministry at the end. Um, Um, <laughs> Max, do you mind if we pray for you? Is that okay? Is that, thing? Is that cool? 
Folks, Max's ministry was so powerful tonight, but you know what? There's just, um, he won't mind me sharing this. There's a, he has a, a complication in his, in his throat, in his voice box. Um, he's going in next week for a biopsy. Um, it's, just a, it's just a scheme of the enemy, um, right? You've got to all believe we saw what happened tonight, the freedom that was released, um, the prophetic mantle on his life the call to the nations on his life, the declaration of freedom that has been done in his life, he will declare for many thousands, I believe, across the earth. We just speak that over you, Max, in Jesus' mighty name. And I want us all to point our hands toward Max. We pray for divine healing, um, spirit of breakthrough. Father, we just pray kingdom come in Max in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray complete restoration of his throat, of his voice box, everything that needs to be restored, Father. We pray do it now in Jesus' name. Abba! Come. Come, Holy Ghost. Ah, thank you, Father, for a good report. Thank you, Father, for the de- declaration of your mighty works, Father. We just pray. Um, yeah, just, I, just, I just declare the astonishment on the doctors when they begin to, when they, get, when they go back in or they do whatever they need to do. It's like, oh, that thing that was on your throat is not there anymore. It's disappeared. We can't explain it. Thank you, Father, for miraculous power in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Amen. Folks, I just want to read from Psalm 145. Um, I, was just, I was just reminded of it. It kind of leads into what I want to talk about. Um, I, but he just, I was just reminded of it right here as everything started to break out. In verse 4, it says, One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They will be celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. And I just, it, it, and right here within it, we see one generation commends the works of another. Um, I, I, I ultimately, I've came to the conclusion, I've came to the revelation, and I'll get to it in a second why. That God is a generational thinking God, okay? When God gets ready to do something on the earth, He does it across multiple generations, all connected. Um, I would call this message one story if I had to. Um, And it really all came about, um, as you can tell, I'm from England. Um, I've been in America two years now. Uh, My wife is Irish, and we have a little baby girl who's American, all right? So we've got a a little tri-nation thing going on. Um, we got the United Nations thing going on, and um, but you know we joke about like what she, what kind of accent is she gonna have? Like is this gonna be what is this? Is gonna be some sort of some some bizarre mixture? Um, but you know like one of the things that's gonna change your life forever is getting married. I realize that right, this huge transition. You're now one with another person. You're now doing life together. It's not just me. It's not just me. I have to think about. But we're now I'm in this. I'm in marriage and I have to think about the other person and everything is just this radical shift, this huge transition which we have to adapt to, um, which I thought would be the greatest transition I ever had to go through until I had my first baby, all right? And then I realized, oh my God, everything really has completely changed, all right? And, um, and it was really during, like, when my wife was pregnant and I'm, getting, I'm, beginning, I'm trying to prepare myself, I don't think you ultimately can, um, I think that's part of the mystery of just parenthood is you kind of just, 
you kind of just make it up along the way, I guess. It's, a, it's, a, it's an ongoing learning experience, right? There's no amount of preparation that you can go through. Um, but I'm praying about it, and I'm seeking God, and I'm, and I'm listening, and I'm like, God, you know, prepare me, prepare my heart, and just give me wisdom, and just pour out, you just pour out your spirit, just give me this, give me your heart. And, um, and he really, he began to take me to the scriptures. When I began to read the scriptures, he really began to illuminate, and he began to pull out this, this, this concept, this thought that he thinks generationally. And yes, everything was about to change for me. Um, and it was about to change for me because I was about to step into something that is so close to his heart. Um, Isaiah 55, 9 says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Um, and I began to tap into this thought, this way of thinking by God that whenever he looks at us, he's thinking generationally. And it was this we were saying, Michael, you're going to have to get ready to begin to think generationally. All right? So I'm going from thinking about myself only to now thinking about someone else, my spouse, to now thinking about the thoughts of thinking about my baby. And God said, no, it goes deeper than that. You're not only to think about her, you're to think about everyone that is within her. Okay? For when I get, re when I get ready to do something within your life, I'm thinking about everyone that is within you. Right? And so when I begin to read passages like Psalm 145, and it says, one generation commends the works of the Lord to the next. Okay? And we begin to declare of his goodness, of his righteousness, of his power, of his miracles, of the freedom, of the breakthrough, of everything that's taking place tonight. It's not just about tonight, and it's not just about us. It's about everyone that is within us. Um, I want to draw your attention to Hebrews chapter 7. It's just this, it's such a profound um, passage of scripture. <clears throat> um, now the context of the, of the passage is... Uh, we begin to learn about this guy called Melchizedek, okay? And so theologians have been arguing for thousands of years, like, who is this guy? And we don't really know, right? That's the bottom line. Um, what we do know is the writer of Hebrew tells us that he was without beginning, without end, without genealogy, without parents. And so he was some sort of supernatural being who Abraham met. Um, and if you remember in Genesis 14, he begins to tell the story. that he, was, um, he conquered some land. There was this huge plunder. And Abraham tithed the plunder to this guy called Melchizedek. And the entire context of this was saying that actually Jesus was in, was in the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was a high priest of this eternal realm. And Jesus is the fulfillment of that. And he's comparing it with Levi and all the rest of it. Um, that's not what I want to go into, but I want to give some context um, in order to extract this thought that is contained within it. Um, so he said just... In verse 4, he said, just think how great he was. Even the patriarch Abraham gave him a tenth of the plunder. Now the law requires the descendants of Levi, who became priests, to collect a tenth from the people, that is, their brothers, even though their brothers are descended from Abraham. This man, however, did not trace his descent from Levi, yet he collected a tenth from him and blessed him who had the promises. And without doubt, the lesser person is blessed by the greater. In the one case, the tenth is collected by men who die, but in the other case, by him who is declared to be living. This is what I'm getting at here, verse 9. One might even say that Levi, who collects the tenth, paid the tenth through Abraham. Because when Melchizedek melt Abraham, Levi was still in the body of his ancestor. 
Okay, it, it's pretty complicated. But what he's essentially saying is, there's this guy called Levi, who in the Old Testament became the tribe who was responsible for ministry to the Lord and ministry within the temple. Okay, they weren't to work the land, but they were one of the twelve tribes who were chosen to exclusively minister to the Lord. And in doing that, they survived and kept the living because everyone paid a tenth to support their living. All right, and the writer here says. <clears throat> They collected the tenth, yes, but did they not pay the tenth when their ancestor Abraham tithed into Melchizedek? Okay, Abraham never met Levi. Levi is Abraham's great-grandson, all right? But here he's saying, the King James says it really good. He says, now when Levi was in the loins of his ancestor Abraham, he tithed also, okay? Loins is an old-fashioned word for the reproductive system, all right? Other translations say his seed. Other translations say in the body. Essentially what he's saying was, there's this one man, Levi, and although he never met Abraham, everything Abraham did that was commendable to the Lord, God counted it as equal as if it was Levi himself, right? So you have one man, Abraham, who never met his grandson, Levi, but when God looked at the whole thing, he didn't see any difference. When Abraham died, it didn't start again, all right? If you go to um, Exodus 3, chapter 6, we see it really cool. God is a generational thinking God. He thinks generationally. <clears throat> Moses is approaching. It's the burning bush encounter with Moses. And God says, do not come any closer. Verse 5, take off your sandals so the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father. That is Moses' father. Moses, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay? So here he is. When God gets ready to present himself to this man Moses for the first time, he introduces himself as the God of multiple generations, all right? And I think it's awesome how he says, I'm the God of your father, yes, you're directly connected to him. And then he jumps straight to Abraham, who was 500 years previous, but it's like God is saying, it doesn't matter. I'm the God of your father, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and everyone in between. The 500 years of generations, it's no different to me. This is one story. Moses, you're meeting me for the very first time, but I'm not meeting you for the first time. Not only do I know you, I know your father, I know you, every father, tracing back 500 years. The story may be beginning with you, but it hasn't begun with me. It's continued across multiple generations, and I'm going to relate to you today based on how I've related to all of your ancestors. Amen? And so I'm reading, I'm getting this, as I'm, get, I'm getting ready to have my baby girl, right? And God is just dropping this thing in, Michael, you, you need to begin to know, I think, generationally. You need, you need to begin to think generationally, right? You need to begin to make choices today. For whatever you say yes to, your children say yes to. Whatever you say no to, your children say no to, right? Your victories, your breakthroughs, every, your freedom that has taken place tonight, your healing, your victories, your breakthroughs, everything you've stepped into, guess who else stepped into it? Your children, your unborn children, your children's children, everyone who's not yet seen, who you may never see, God says it is their breakthrough as well. Come on. <clears throat> when, I, when my wife was pregnant, I had, um, you know, I had this 
app on my phone, baby, baby center app or whatever, right? And, send me, and so every week it sends me these like updates, these uh, notifications, you know. It's all the cool little facts, you know, like week six, you know, she's got little toes and, and then it's like, you know, whatever. Week 12, she's the size of a golf ball. All this crazy stuff, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And we'd have a laugh about it. And then um, <clears throat> it was like we're well into the second trimester or something like that. Anyway, this thing pops up and it starts saying, no, now your baby girl is, her ovaries are fully developed and contained within her ovaries is every egg that she will ever produce. Right? I'm thinking. <laughs> and that's, I'm reading this in the context of generational thinking God, right? I'm thinking, no, 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 no. Let me get this straight, right? Inside my wife's body right now is not only my child, but within my child right now, is every egg that she will ever produce. She'll not produce anymore. And within my wife's body now is three generations. Boom. Right? So by the time my baby girl comes out and she fills her lungs with breath for the very first time and she screams out her first scream, she is loaded within her with life and potential and the next generation. And she has come fully equipped according to her creational mandate in God to reproduce after herself. And I thought, my God, what does this mean? It means when I pray every night, when I put her down and I begin to pray that her eyes would be open to see the glory realm and I pray that her ears would be open to hear the voice of the Father and I pray that her heart would be open to perceive God all the days of her life. I'm not just praying to her. I'm praying to my grandchildren, right? Multiple generations within it. I just got, God, what have I missed? How, let, arrest me with a soberness, right? Because it's not just everything I pray, it's everything that I do, every choice that I make. Every choice that I make is going to impact the generations that are within me. I'm pursuing revival today, right? And I'm going to pursue revival all the days of my life so that my child will be raised in revival. And she, Right? My child, my baby girl will be raised in revival. But my grandchild will know nothing but revival, right? Because <laughs> all she can see around it is her parents in revival, her grandparents in revival, all of her aunties and uncles in revival. And it's about multiple generations. And maybe what happens if my great-great-grandchildren begin to increase revival, begin to bring the kingdom, begin to advance things on the earth, because God is looking progressively Precept upon precept, my ceiling is your floor, ever increasing, gathering momentum, going from one to the next, to the next, to the next. It's no surprise that Joseph became the most powerful man in the known world, right? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, three generations, right? There was so much momentum following through his family line that when Joseph was raised with nothing but my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, they of the law, my God came to them, we have this new covenant with the promises of mine. He was absorbed, he was just, he knew nothing else. He had so much faith, he knew nothing but the promises of the Lord, right? And God raised him up as a shadow of Christ to be the savior of the world, the most powerful man in all of Egypt. I believe that's what can happen when we begin to take seriously the responsibility to steward the kingdom, steward revival, steward freedom, steward your breakthrough. All of your victories are their victories, right? Now on the negative side, I'm not going to labor on this, I'm just going to say it one time. That giant that you fail to confront, guess who's going to have to face that giant? Right? It's just, it's, we, can't, we can't ignore it. 
It's just, it's just something in it. My victories are his, are their victories. But when I, when I, if I can't confront the giant and overcome, guess what? It just passes on, right? We don't need any more evidence in society of just multiple generations of just incarceration, poverty, debt. I mean, it just goes on and on, right? Monkey see, monkey do. I see my parents. It's the environment I was raised in. That's who I am. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to replicate. But I want to labor on, listen, we're children of God. We're sons of God, right? We're in revival, every single one of us. And I understand there's some young ones in here. Honestly, I wish I could have I wish I could have taken hold of this when I was young. I was 22 when I became a believer, right? So I knew nothing. I started my life knowing God, being a believer, with 22 years of just not knowing Him at all. My wife's the same. We're both first-generation believers. We were saved out of a life of addiction, depression, hopelessness. And guess what? <clears throat> that, when I began to get this revelation when we were pregnant, I'm like, Ashling, we... We've got to confront these giants head on. We've got to do it now. We've got to do it quickly. The victory is ours. Breakthrough is ours. Revival is ours. We're going to overcome everything we need to overcome so that it doesn't pass through. Come on. Right? We could, like, we could go down multiple avenues, right? About generational choices. Like fill in the blank. What is your giant that you need to overcome? Um, you know, what are the choices that you're making right now that, that you just need to change? What do you need to say yes to more? What do you need to say, need to say no to more? Um, these nights are called consuming fire nights, right? I just, wa- I just want to say, I just, let, let one choice be the, just be the ultimate choice. Let us, let us pursue God with everything that we have, right? Let that be the ultimate first daily choice that we commit to. If I can commit daily to knowing his presence, knowing his pleasure, knowing just his breakthrough, knowing his freedom every day, if I can commit to personal revival, if I can begin there, if I can begin to seek God for the greater measure, Jitip touched on it. I'm going to, I'm kind of going to, I'm going to go down there um, to kind of bring this baby into land. I'm going to talk about the greater measure, what's available in the kingdom, right? Um, there's just ever-increasing measures of God's greatness, of God's glory, of God's healing, of God's breakthrough. Um, I'm from a place called <clears throat> I'm in a place called England, and before I came here, I lived in a, uh, a city called Bradford. Okay, you probably never heard of Bradford, but some of you may have heard of a guy called Smith Wigglesworth. Has anyone heard of Smith? Okay, so I lived for ten years. I lived and did life um, about one mile from his house and where he ministered. Okay. The Apostle of Faith, if you don't know who he is, this man, is just, he was just a radical individual. Um, became a believer later on in his life, but was instantly just imparted with this heavy anointing for miracles, signs, wonders, healings, salvations. They call him the Apostle of Faith. Um, he is so radical, he raised his, he raised his wife from the dead <laughs> like when she died. <laughs> she kind of came out, she was like, Smith, you've got to let me go. Like, I just, I want to go. You know? <laughs> don't pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw the light. You pulled me back. <laughs> and um, this is how radical he was. But you know what? He, um, he, he, like the healing anointing on his life was so powerful. Um, but one of my greatest kind of stories about him was uh, he would walk the streets of Bradford. <clears throat> and uh, he walked in such an anointing. I don't know if you know, if you recognize this. I like to make observations, right? 
there's, there's different gifts, different anointings, okay? We walk in a different measure. All of us have this uniqueness, okay? And if you notice, if you get around kind of um, apostles and prophets and men and women of God who are operating just in that, like, in that extreme measure of anointing in the kingdom, people like Bill Johnson, Heidi Baker, um, if you get around them close enough, you'll, you'll recognize there's, like, there's a signature to their anointing, right? Like they carry something unique. You get around Heidi, you just, like, you just be, need to be in a presence, and you'll just get, you'll just get this woozy kind of, ooh, this, this intoxicant, you're kind of sliding off your chair, this drunken type of heavy love. It's just, you just feel ooey-gooey, this, this intimacy, right? And um, you just need to get around it, and she's just carrying it. It's oozing out of her kind of spiritual pulse, so to speak. You get around her husband, Roland, on the other hand, and you're going to get electrocuted. It's going to be extreme. You're going to be rolling around on the floor. You're going to be shaking. You're going to be breathing. It's like... <laughs> um, Smith Mugglesmith had this thing on him. He was just drenched in the fear of the Lord, right? So much so that he would, he, would just step on the pram, he would step on the tram, you know? And everyone on the tram would just hit the deck knee, on the knees, crying, weeping, repenting. Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I repent. Please accept me. I'm a sinner, right? He didn't even say anything. He just stepped onto. He just stepped into a building, into a room, into a church. And people would just begin to wail. People just begin to cry out, God. Just mass repentance, this fear of the Lord, this reverence, this holiness that he would just carry. It's phenomenal. And I heard this one story. <clears throat> he was in New Zealand. And, um, and he led a series of meetings and word got out. And uh, we're talking about an area in New Zealand where it's predominantly kind of Presbyterian, Baptist, kind of, you know, very kind of uh, biblically based. Um, we're talking about the early 20s and 30s. Azusa Street was relatively new. It's a couple of decades in. There's an outpouring in England. Smith gets, catches a hold of it. And he's now in New Zealand bringing the Holy Spirit, the message of the Holy Spirit, the impartation. Um, and anyway, it begins to break out in the churches. <clears throat> and there's this one guy, this journalist, and you can find it online. He begins, he begins to write this article about his experience of the whole thing. So he catches stories like, they can't be true. I need to see this for myself. And um, anyway, one of his friends is a pastor. And he gets invited to this warm-up meeting. For the, before the actual evening meeting, all right? So there's him, and there's, a few, there's, there's the journalist, and there's three or four pastors, and there's Smith. And they're in the sanctuary praying, and he said, uh, we came in, and we closed the doors, and uh, <clears throat> the five of us stood around in a circle, and he says, uh, the evangelist Smith began to ra raise his hands to heaven and began to call down the dominion, Right? I was like, what does, like, what is, just the sound of it, kind of, just goosebumps. Smith raised his hands and began to call down the dominion. And that's all he said, and stood there with his hands raised. And this journalist is saying, immediately, what can only be described as the temperature and atmosphere in the room began to shift. It became heavy. It became hot, okay? And, um, and he says, this went on for several minutes. And before long, one by one, each pastor began to hit his knees, fall to his knees, fall to his knees. He said, I was on my knees myself. I looked up, and one pastor was now face down, face down. We were all standing face down, weeping, wailing, crying. And he said, one by one, each of the pastors began to crawl out of the room. 
right? Crawl out one by one. He said, each man according to his spiritual fortitude, right? This is the language that he used. Each man, he says, but I gripped, I hung on, I, my fingers were scratched into the carpet, and I hung on and hung on until my face began to shake, and I began to weep, and my face began to burn, and I couldn't last any longer. And I scratched my way out of the room and left one man standing in an atmosphere that few could even breathe in. <laughs> if that's available, I want it right? That's the greater measure, okay? That's what God is doing. He's doing it on the earth. He's doing it amongst people. He's doing it amongst people who are hungry. He's, I believe he's doing it amongst people who say, all right, God, I'm doing this not just for me. I'm not, just, I'm not doing it for the fame. I'm not doing it for the prestige. I'm not doing it to look cool, feel cool. I'm not doing it for anyone's applause. I'm doing this because this thing is so important. Your dominion, your glory, your presence, your breakthrough, revival must be present on the earth, and I do not want to miss out of it. I'm the type of person that hears a, he, I hear a testimony like that. I can't, what do I do now? If that's a, I can't just walk away and forget that happened. Bill Johnson says power forces a decision. What are you going to do with it? You're either going to ignore it and pretend it didn't happen because you don't have to take responsibility then, or you're going to have to say, all right, if that's available, if that's what God's doing, if that's what God desires to do, then I'm in. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll do something I never did before in order to get something I never had before. And it's not just about me, right? The motivation within me is like, man, this is for my children. This is for my children's children. This is for the children that I have not yet seen. <clears throat> we see so many radical things, like in our ministry. There's, um, there's a, one guy who was up at our conference last year, a guy called James Maloney. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Um, it's this guy out of Texas. Uh, he's been ministering close to 50 years now. Uh, he received an impartation from Catherine Kuhlman way back in the day. Um, he also received uh, an impartation um, indirectly from Smith Wigglesmith. Uh, Smith had laid hands on some of his contemporaries. His contemporaries had laid hands on this guy, James. He continues to walk in this miraculous power. He's a seer prophet. And some of, the, some of his stories are just, I mean, they're, they're just, like, what are you even supposed to do with it? He talks about this one time. He's in the Middle East somewhere. He said, I can't tell you the, I can't tell you the country because it's, it, was, it was illegal to be there. We shouldn't be there. We can't talk about it. Um, he says, we were, it's you know, obviously strictly Muslim, um, highly volatile. And they managed to get in there, some of him and some of his team. And they approach the first town, and they have a gathering. They have some folks gathered around. And... Like many of these folks, when they go into these kind of areas, like Heidi and all of these guys, David Hogan, they just begin to just pray for the sick, right? Before they preach the gospel, um, <clears throat> Paul said, I did not come to you with wise and persuasive words, right? But with the demonstration of the Spirit's power. And as you demonstrate the power of the kingdom, then people are like, all right, so what do you have to say? <laughs> I'll listen now. It was the same with Philip. And if you remember that guy, Philip, right in the beginning of Acts, right? And it says um, there's all of this drama and this commotion because uh, the widows weren't getting fed. All right? So the apostles had a little uh, team meeting. They're like, right, how are we going to sort it? Um, we're going to gather some men together who are full of the spirit of wi and wisdom and have them feed the widows so we can devote ourselves to prayer and the apostles' doctrine, right? And so it says, and these men were appointed. One of them was Stephen, 
Okay, another man was Philip. So if you know Stephen, one minute he's waiting on tables, okay, the next second he's been stoned to death by the Apostle Paul. Okay? Um, <clears throat> but my favorite one is this guy, Philip. It says, persecution came to the church and everything was scattered, right? And it's like one month later, this guy, Philip, who one month before had been waiting on tables, right, is now in Samaria, and it says that he performed many miraculous signs to the people. The sick were healed, the dead were raised, the, the devils were cast out, and as the signs were performed, the people began to listen to what he had to say. Isn't that incredible? This normal guy, he's not an apostle. It doesn't say that he was an apostle. But he was operating under apostolic grace because he'd honored and he was obedient to the call and the invitation to serve. And he positioned himself under the apostles. And one month later, he's operating in the same grace that they did. I like that because it's, if it can happen for him, it can happen for me. And it can happen for me, it can happen for you. You don't need to be a super apostle. You don't need to be like, you don't need to be Heidi Baker, Randy Clark. You don't need to be these guys. Paul clearly says that it's one spirit, all gifts, available to us all. Therefore, eagerly desire the greater gifts. It's open invitation. It's not just for us up here. It's for everyone present, right? So this guy, James Maloney, is in this country. And so they call forward the sick. And the first guy that comes to him is this man who, who has what he described as just a stump on his shoulder. Just a, a little bit, bit of flesh, okay? Hanging down. No arm, completely no arm, okay? A little bit of flesh, and he kind of, this guy just look, he walks up to James, and he just, he's just standing there looking at him kind of blankly like, okay? Right? Doesn't even say anything through the interpreter, just stands there with this little thing. And James begins to say, like, for a second, the temptation to be intimidated came upon him, right? But then he remembered everything that God had done in the past, Right? I will declare your mighty works. I will remember your power. I will remember your works, your deeds, everything you've done. I'll remind me. I'll remind everyone around me. He says, I remembered. And then in the spirit, he said, I saw a blue outline starting from his shoulder, going all the way down like that. And without even thinking about it, he took two fingers and he, he just followed the outline of this blue light that he saw in the spirit. And as he did it, the arm started growing out. Like this, right? Flesh, blood, bone, capillaries, everything. Just absolute pure recreation right there. Out of nothing, something. It just popped out, boom, like this. It was so powerful. This is how powerful it was. Everyone then, everyone then is like, all right, awesome. The whole lot come through. All the lame, the cripples, everyone's just, they see this thing. This is normal. All right, if that's going on, I'll take it. That, that's not the best bit. The best bit is, they finish there, they go to the next town, okay? And now, the ministry team of the people from the previous town who got healed, okay? So when James gets ready to heal, guess who's there first on the line praying for people? The guy with the brand new arm, right? And guess what he's doing? Because that's his reference point. He doesn't know any different, right? He's just been introduced to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, this man Jesus, who did this for me. He can do it for anyone. He hasn't been through ministry school. All he know is he saw someone else do it, so he thought, all right. And legs started coming out, and arms started coming out, and all of this powerful stuff. Folks, I can't, uh, I can't hear stories like that and just, I'm, I'm like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's me. I, God, 
It's got to happen. I want, I want to see that. I want to see it here. I want to see it on the streets. I want to see it in our churches. I want to see it in our country. Why is it in these unusual countries that that takes place, right? What if we just said, God, I'm doing something I've never done before. I'm, I'm, just, going whole, I'm, just, going, I'm just going all out. I'm just making this choice. My motivation is it's not just for me. It's for multiple generations. I want to see this. I want, I, want, I want to see my kids and my kids' kids do stuff better than that. I don't know what's better than that. <laughs> but I, I, I want to see them do far greater, right? I'm going, to commend, I'm going to commend the works of the Lord to them. I'm going to talk about the power constantly. They ain't going to know nothing but revival. And folks, it begins, it begins in meetings like this right? Like, when is a better time? Yeah. When can we just say, God, I'm just, I'm, I, this is why I believe in the spirit of breakthrough. I believe there's an invitation tonight just to go, God, I'm breaking through into this next level, right? Yeah. We were in Baltimore a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> and we got to the end of the conference, and we had, a, we had a fire tunnel, and there's this one lady, she came through, and we kind of weren't expecting it. There was only, it was maybe 10 or 12 people by the end, and she comes walking through, uh, and she walks, she's right in the middle of it, and all of a sudden she just hits the floor, and a wooden floor like this, right? No one had touched her. She just hits the floor, but she's got a skirt on, smashes her knees to the floor. I'm like, oh, no. It's like this is breaking all protocol. There's supposed to be catches. We get in trouble for this, right? People, we do. People have the lawsuits and everything. I was like, oh. Anyway, she jumps straight back up, and she's looking a little bit drunk. Anyway, she walks through. We rotate. She comes around again. Same thing happens. Halfway through, boom, crashes to the floor, smashes her knees, gets back up, this time laughing. Um, we then break off into some fun, fun games with the Holy Spirit, impartation, praying for one another. And, um, and I come over, and I, all I do is put my hands. I don't touch her hands. She's got her hands like this. I put my hands a few inches above, and she starts shaking, right? And she's saying, what is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? And she says these words. I have no reference for this, okay? I have no reference. In other words, this has never happened to me before. This is unusual. What is this? This is a brand new experience. This is a new reference point for me, okay? She later tells us that on the second time she hit the floor, okay, when she got back up, she'd been struggling for two years with nerve damage all the way down her left side of her body. It would take her 30 minutes to get out of bed. She, had like fro she was frozen shoulder, all of this kind of stuff, complete pain all day. She said, after the second time I hit the floor and I got back up, I was completely healed. Right? I, 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 I have no reference, she's saying. I have no reference for this. I have no reference, right? She shows up the next morning. We're doing some uh, outreach in the park. And she shows up and she's like, I'm like, how's it, how are you doing? How's it? She's like, I'm just brand new. She's like, I'm just, there's no pain, nothing. I just jumped out of bed this morning. There was nothing. And I'm saying, and she's saying, and this thing in my hands and all the rest of it. And I'm like, are you aware that resurrection power flows through your body? She's like, I don't, I, I'm, I don't but I'm willing to believe it. <laughs> and she goes on to describe me that for 12 months, right, she'd been privately asking God for more, right? Sounds like hunger. Sounds like the next level. Sounds like the greater measure. Sounds like wherever you're at, there's got to be more. There's got to be a new experience. There is a new reference point. And if we position ourselves faithfully in devotion to say, God, let us be that people. Don't pass us over. Don't look over us. I think it's two chronicles. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord pass to and fro, searching backwards and forwards. Right? 
looking for a people who will stir themselves, who will turn their heart to him, who will set, it says, it will set their heart upon him and him alone, right? He's just looking. He's scanning. He's like, come on, is there a people? Any of my sons and daughters out there who are not just satisfied with fire insurance, right? Any of my sons and daughters willing to believe that there's more, willing to pursue me, right? And you could argue, well, haven't we got all things in Christ? Yes. But I believe he wants to pour out all of this stuff on those who were mature sons, right? What's a mature son? A mature son is in the natural, in his father's business, is one who's raised, he knows his father's ways, he's imitated him, he's proven faithful, he's done everything that he's asked, and one day he'll inherit the business of his father, right? But if a man had three sons and two of them were out there blowing, squandering the inheritance, doing crazy stuff, unreliable, unfaithful, he's not going to give that inheritance to them, right? He's going to give it to the son who's proven himself faithful. And I believe it's the same with us, right? I'm not about works. I'm not about striving after. I'm not about the orphan spirit of, of begging and scratching for things that are already ours. <clears throat> but I am about positioning ourselves as faithful sons and saying, God, let me find favor in your eyes, right? Let me be one who is found faithful. Let me be one who has positioned himself daily pursuing the greater measure. My best story is, <clears throat> or my favorite rather, is a guy called John G. Lake. And he was just a remarkable guy. If you don't know who he is, he's from Spokane, Washington. Um, has perhaps one of the greatest miracle um, healing anointings that we've ever seen, right? Um, history tells us in Spokane, Washington, there was, it was, there was no sickness, right? <laughs> there was no sickness in the city. It was that dramatic of anointing and the impartation through his team that all of the hospitals were emptied, no one was sick. Every, I mean, it was just remarkable. Um, this is one story where all the journalists gather and um, as a demonstration of the healing virtue of God that was resident within him, right? He gets a known deadly virus, a doctor, to get a known deadly virus and put it on his hand, okay? Like the doctor had him sign waivers and everything, you know? He's like, okay, I'm not doing that. He's like, no, don't do it. It's a demonstration, okay? The press were there, everything. Got a microscope, put the hand under, right? The guy got the dropper, put it on his hand, this deadly virus, okay? Which is contagious across the skin. And then the doctor looked through the microscope and literally saw the virus just disappear, right? Before his very eyes, right? Completely just eradicate. All right? When something fallen touched something of the eternal, something divine, something perfect, something heavenly, something of the glory, right? The, the one that is greater, all right? The one that is greater who is within us, who are positioned for greater works, all right? But this man, this man John, he, um, he, he had such a radical healing ministry, all right? I know, I'm not sure about the years. It's potentially seven to ten years into his ministry. He'd been all over South Africa, crusades, healing ministry, okay? Had remarkable success, well-known, established. And he begins, when you read his journals, he begins to say, 10 or 12 years, he begins to cry out for the greater measure. What? <laughs> what? What, great, what are you talking about, greater measure? You're putting deadly viruses on your skin and they're vanishing in front of people, right? And here he is, broken before God, saying, God, there's got to be more, right? I'm going to contend. I'm going to eagerly desire. I'm going to strive toward this great. I'm going to strive toward the more, the greater measure. 
And he says that him and his buddy got together, and every night they would just meet 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, just praying, just come before God, say, God, release it. Release it. We'll do whatever it takes. We'll do what we haven't done before in order to get what we've never had before, right? And apparently it gets all the way. He's like six months, eight months, nine months, 12 months. Nothing's happening. And his friend comes from one night, and he's like, come on, come on, John. Let us, let us contend together. And John's like, nah. I'm <laughs> like, Nothing's happening, right? Twelve months we've been chasing hard after this thing. Persevering, believing. We're like, you know, maybe we were wrong. I thought we'd heard God. Maybe we were wrong. And his friend's like, no, no, no. Let's just do it one more time. Let's just do it one more time tonight. And John's like, all right. So they go. They're in the knees. They're praying well into the night. His friend leaves. <clears throat> and as he's left there in his room, just silent, not even praying, all of a sudden, he says he, he felt light enter the room, okay? And then his, his, his closed eyes glo- began to glow red, all right? But he didn't just see it. He felt light enter the room. And he opened up his eyes and he said, the, par- the paraclete himself, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, in bodily form was right there in the room, glowing, emanating, filling the room, right? And he says he just entered into this exchange, this one, he just became one with absolute perfect love himself filled with peace, overwhelmed, weeping, crying. And he says he was in this encounter for several days, all right? At the end of the encounter, he says that the Holy Spirit asked him, John, do you want the greater measure? <laughs> right? And he's just like, oh, no, 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 sorry. He didn't say, do you want the greater measure? He said, John, do you want the power to cast out demons? Right? That's what he, that's what he asked him. Do you want the power to cast out demons? And John just kind of hangs his head, surrenders. He's like, "Great, yes, yes, yes. And um, anyway, just the encounter, he came out of the vision, out of the encounter. He's just left there, just overwhelmed, totally broken. Anyway, that afternoon, gets this phone call. It's from like an uncle who he's not met in years. And one of his cousins, he says, John, I don't know if I heard about this thing, this ministry that you have and healing. I said, I don't know if there's anything you can deal with, but your cousin, your cousin Tim is like, He's been sectioned. He's in a mental health hospital and, you know, it's getting worse and now he's not functioning. He's not, he, can't, he doesn't know who we are anymore and he's getting angry and he's getting violent. And I don't know, would you be willing to come and just pray for him, just even talk to him or something like that the same afternoon, right? So he's like, of course. Anyway, he goes to the, um, he travels, whatever it is, several hours, and he gets into the um, psychiatric hospital and they wheel out his brother, his cousin. And they've, they've got him all bound. He's all in bondage. And he's kind of, you know, he's got this maniacal look on his face and everything. And John is just, I mean, he's just, it's fresh. <laughs> Holy Spirit has just asked John, John, do you want the power to cast out demons? Yes, I do. Here we go. And he just puts his hand on his head in the mighty name of Jesus and command you to go. And he says before his very eyes, his cousin, it was like something just, his face began to shift. Everything changed. His eyes became bright. It's like his, everything was realigned. Everything, consciousness, life came back into him. <clears throat> folks, I don't know, like, what is it that we're believing for? What is, I, I want all of those things, right? I want the dominion, I want the thing, I want the, di- like, and I, and I believe we all should, right? I believe we all should. Guys, I'm, I just feel like we just, we're to just press into, just get into worship. Like, I don't, like, I don't know where it's going, but I believe God's going to answer your prayer, right? We're just going to create a moment where you can just, yeah, guys, I don't know, the piano or, is there a, 
like maybe even like as I've been speaking, like things have just been things have just been stirring, right? And you've just been saying, like, I even believe, like, there's even been things that you've prayed in the past, right? That you've believed for in the past. Even words that have been spoken over to you and have just, you know, it's kind of, they've been forgotten. Like, this is a time of just, just reawakening those things. Of reawakening those prayers. Of reawakening that devotion. Of saying, God, release the gift of faith. That persevering spirit. God, tonight, let us break through into new realms of expectation. Amen? So I believe God is... He's speaking to us. He's stirring things in us. Um, <clears throat> if you want it, I don't know. Let's create some space at the front. Um, like, you can remain. You can come forward. I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm just desperate, right? Come on. I'm, just, I'm just desperate for the more. I just, I just want to see more. If you do too, we're just going to create a time. We're going to pray. We're going to ask God. We're going to believe. Yeah, yeah. Piano's fine. Um, Unless you want to do the whole thing and just rock it out with that song again. That, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, just let's just, let's just create, just, yeah, let's, let's just pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come on down, guys, come on. Come on. There's freedom, there's breakthrough, revelations, increased expectations. Father, you're stirring us. We thank you. We thank you that there's more. We thank you, Father, it's not just about us. It's not just about tonight. Father, it's about the rest of our lives. It's about everyone that is within us. It's about our natural children. It's about our spiritual children. It's about the generations. It's about the generations that will reach the world for you. Those who do not yet know you. Those who have not yet tasted of the freedom, the breakthrough, the power, the peace, the grace, the kindness, the life more abundant, the life which flows from within. But we don't want it for ourselves. We want it that we might reach others. We want it that we might be effective witnesses to the lost, to those bound by darkness. We also want to say, we did not come with wise and persuasive words, with a Bible in our hand, calling people to a moral standard that they know nothing of, offending people, condemning people. But no, we come clothed in you, clothed in compassion, full of you, Christ-like in nature, emanating salt and life, but with the power to back it up. The greater works, Jesus, that you said we would do. Hmm. Have you ever thought about that? Jesus said you will do even greater works than I. Everything we talked about tonight, greater works, greater measure, Thank you, Lord. We say, open up our hearts. Father, we set aside everything that would hinder. We set aside regret. We set aside lost time. <laughs> the years that the locusts have eaten. 
So yours in passivity, yours in confusion, yours in bondage. Thank you, Father, that tonight you set us free. And we say, Father, let that freedom lead to revival. And let that revival lead to reformation. Reformation in our homes, our families, in our towns, our churches, our cities, our nations. Father, I personally, I just want the greater measure. I just want those greater gifts. I said, God, release the gift of faith. Guys, go ahead and just ask Him. Right? Matthew 7, Jesus is telling a story and He's talking about a father, right? And he says, He says, You being earthly fathers, you know how to give good gifts to your children? How much more, therefore, does your heavenly Father know how to give good gifts to His children? Thank you, heavenly Father, that it is your good pleasure to pour out everything in abundance to us. Go ahead and just speak it. The power of life and death is in your tongue. Connect faith with your words and begin to believe. Thank you, Father, for the gift of faith. Thank you, God, for healing. Thank you, God, for miracles, signs, wonders. Thank you for breakthrough. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for a new reference point. Thank you for a new standard. Thank you for a new normal. Thank you that nothing will be the same again. Thank you, Father, that we wake up in the morning different. Radically different. Do you believe it? Do you believe that in a moment, like Max said, everything can change? Thank you, Father, I can wake up tomorrow different. Radically different. Never the same again. Filled with your spirit. Radically different mindset. Change forever. Unstoppable. Commending your works from one generation to the next. Speaking of your power. Go on, begin to ask Him. Begin to ask Him. Begin to ask Him. Be dangerous. Be dangerous in your prayers. Dangerous in your expectations. Thank you, Father, for a nation. Thank you for a city. Thank you for a continent. You know, before we began, we were praying tonight, and Max, he just felt it so strongly. He said, there's going to be someone in the meeting tonight that is going to impact nations with revival. Right? So, Father, we pray a radical impartation. If you've been called to the nations, called to bring revival, called to bring the kingdom across the world, there is a grace, there is an impartation here tonight. Reach up into the sky. Reach up into the heavenly atmosphere. Reach up into the realm of the kingdom. The kingdom is at hand. Reach up and grab it. It is ours. It is mine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for breakthrough, gifts, freedom, revival. In Jesus' name.
Come on. We want the more, God. We want the more, God. We want the more. We want the more, God. We want the more, God. We want the more, God. Oh, yeah, yeah, to normal. I have a new normal. I have a new reference. It's increase. It's increase. It's acceleration. It's next level. It's a new season. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you, glorify you, worship you, honor you. Thank you.